Since the beginning of time, civilizations have asked the questions. What is the human soul? How do we know it exists? Do we control our reality? Or are we actually living within a dream? What truly happens when we pass away? Join two of the world's leading experts in higher consciousness, and discover the truth about the soul, and the path to enlightenment. This is, The Living Soul. Welcome to The Living Soul. I'm your host, Kathy Gibson, and today we're going to talk about near-death experiences and the soul. Now, you hear the term near-death experience, and it generally relates to someone who is close to death or impending death. And it's the experience that they have or had when they thought they were dying and then all of a sudden came back into their body and experienced life in a different way. Now, according to many polls, about 5% of Americans actually experience this near-death experience. And with that, about probably another 3 to 5% also have these experiences but do not report it. So there's a great deal of people who have this experience every year. What they have found is that during that time, they have what's called an out-of-body experience that they go to what they consider a different realm. They feel uh, parts of serenity and uh, they see a lot of loved ones that have departed. They also all talk about this light that is a presence with their experience. And not everyone has a, a pleasant experience when they experience this. Some people go to what they consider a dark place and they kind of have a, a life review where they're looking at their life and the things that they've done and they found that they're in this place and not a pleasant place. And according to some polls, many people don't have a pleasant experience when they think they're dead. And so I think when they come back from that experience, they tend to live their life a little bit different. They see that places where they've made mistakes and they want to do better in their life. Uh, they also know that the people who are surrounding them, whether they are there for support or maybe there are people that they might want to disassociate themselves with. But whatever the reason, they find that this is a, a time in their life where they have to take responsibility for the choices that they've made. And I think that has a great deal to do with how they perceive their surroundings. And as far as those who have had a great experience, some experience what they consider to have met God or angels or, or they hear this, the songs that are sung by the angels and they experience everything bigger. Everything's bigger, louder, brighter. Uh, they see uh, realms that they didn't think were possible. They come back believers. They believe in heaven. They believe that uh, if you're a positive person and you do good things here on earth, that there's this great place waiting for you. They kind of get a, a, a glimpse at what their life is going to be once they do pass. And I think they all have the feeling of, where was I or why do I have to come back to this plane? I think they want to stay right where they are because it's such a magnificent place. So I think 
what happens with people with near-death experiences is that the soul gives them a glimpse of what's to come once they pass this realm, and then they come back and they have to make sure that they end up in a place that they want to be, or that they end up in a place that, well, actually they want to be in the better place. So we'll talk more about that. Let's talk about science and the near-death experience and the soul, something that usually is not placed together in the same sense or the same discussion. My training is as a board-certified psychiatrist. I'm also a neurologist, and I practice medicine for the better part of 30 years. In understanding medicine and understanding science, I also uh, am a mystic, and I consider myself to be somewhat of a psychic. I have talked with literally tens of thousands of people that have had hallucinations and thousands of people that have had near-death experiences, and I can tell you that they are vastly different. A near-death experience is an experience where a person is clinically dead, and over 200,000 Americans have them every year, 200,000 people. Millions of people have hallucinations every year. Hallucinations are characterized by people that are living. They don't have uh, death associated with the hallucination. Also, hallucinations tend to be very disordered. People remember hallucinations, but they don't like to remember them very long. They tend to forget them, uh, actually, pretty quickly. Uh, Near-death experiences are very different. People remember them for decades after they've had them. Near-death experience visions tend to be orderly. They tend to be coherent. They tend to have great peace and meaning associated with them. Though some can be disorienting and frightening, most of them tend to be very peaceful and life-affirming. That's not true of hallucinations. Hallucinations don't have that same type of positive, long-lasting decade effect on people. As a matter of fact, the more hallucinations you tend to have, the more it disorders your life. And over time, hallucinations can cause a downward spiral in consciousness. That doesn't happen with near-death experiences. People that have those, they tend to be changed for the better. They become more altruistic. They give more. They eat better. They take better care of themselves. They tend to volunteer and help strangers more. They look at this life as more important because they've seen something in the afterlife that causes them to change. Another thing that people say is they say that people have near-death experiences. They're just experiencing it because of lack of oxygen. The brain doesn't have oxygen, so it starts to hallucinate. Well, some cardiologists did a study on the oxygen level of the brain during near-death experiences, and they found that people that have near-death experiences tend to have the same oxygen level as people that are living. As a matter of fact, oxygen just doesn't drop as quickly as you might expect, and they find that people that have near-death experiences and people that do not have very similar oxygen levels. So it's not just oxygen de deprivation. It shows that the soul is seeing something that has a profound effect on behavior, it has a profound effect on a person's attitude, their sense of well-being, and their sense that there's something greater than the self that the, the soul has shown them that causes them to change and want to be a better person. It's not an experience of chaos. It's an experience of peace, love, and transcendence that just isn't repeated in any other life experience.
The term near-death experience is well known throughout the world. It is not, however, restricted to Western culture. In the average near-death experience, several things are common. A tunnel in which the individual spirals toward a bright light. Some people see intense frightening images, in which they are tortured, or repeatedly put through excruciating life experiences. Accounts of near-death experiences can be found in writings, as far back as 420 BC. According to the International Association for Near-Death Studies, in the United States, 800 near-death experiences occur, per day. There are four phases in pleasurable near-death experiences. In the first phase, the individual does not feel connected to the physical world, or even to their bodies. In the second phase, the individual tends to have a heightened sense of awareness, and feels a connection with a higher order of reality. In the third phase, they often connect with deceased loved ones, or supernatural beings from other dimensions. In the last phase, they are compelled to return to our reality with a renewed sense of peace, altruism, and a greater connection to humanity. 85% of people who have had near-death experiences, remember the event for decades. Most people who have had near-death experiences, develop keen psychic abilities, that continue to develop over time. Some people are cured of fatal illnesses, or have miraculous recoveries from injuries, during near-death experiences. There is a great difference between hallucination, and near-death experiences. People tend to forget hallucinations, while most near-death experiences, remain vivid for decades. People remember hallucinations, as unreal disturbing fantasies. While people tend to describe near-death experiences as more real. People who have had both near-death experiences, and hallucinations, describe them as being quite different. Every perception we have, tends to be associated with a specific part of the brain, but that doesn't mean that the activity, caused the experience. Near-death experiences are unique, transformative, and transcendent perceptions of a higher order of life. Caused by processes that occur when the body approaches death. That was a wonderful video. And for one minute, just take the time to think that if this was you having this experience, that your body was in a coma, 
and that your consciousness actually has experienced this other plane of existence that has taken you on this journey where you're seeing a bright light, you're feeling the, the love of God around you, you're seeing everything bigger and brighter than you've ever seen before, you're hearing things, and, and you're feeling for the first time that there's no separateness, that you are part of the universe, that you are part of this great thing that we feel so separate from when we're on the 3D. Just imagine that this was you having this experience and everything that you ever thought about heaven or hell or any of those places that we've been taught, that you were there, you were seeing it, you were experiencing it, you were feeling it. Now, for one second, how difficult would it be for you to come back? That people are telling you, yeah, this is great, it's going to be here waiting for you, but it's not your time yet. We're going to have to send you back here. How difficult would it be for you to come back? And, you know, we never take the time to think past what's going on in our everyday lives to, to consider what could possibly be waiting for us once we leave this place. I believe a near-death experience gives the person that opportunity to see what's coming. And because of that, it makes you a better person when you come back. It makes you want to give back more, to be more, to do more, to help more. I think if we all had the opportunity to experience this, and I know we don't want to, but if we did have that opportunity, we would actually become a better person. And I think that's what we have to talk about. During life, humans learn very young, very early on, that death exists. Even as children, we're exposed to death of pets, sometimes death of loved ones. And we walk around a little bit sad because we know that at some point life is going to come to an end. We end up having this closet existential crisis where we have to block it out and not think about it. But with the near-death experience, it gives us a new chance to look at this experience in a better light. We find that near-death experiences are not simple hallucinations. We find that on the other side, there isn't just darkness and bleakness. Most of the time in near-death experiences, somebody greets you, somebody that you know, somebody that knows you, and people talk to you from the other side. As a psychiatrist, I've talked to literally thousands of people that have had near-death experiences, and they always change them for the better. One man met his dog, a dog that had died before him on the other side. Some people, most people meet relatives that have passed before them, and they're just delighted to see them again. And even as they're reciting the experience, they talk about it, they're crying, they're elated, their emotions are high. So it shows that this existential crisis that we go through, that we compartmentalize, that we keep hidden in our subconscious, has a conclusion. The conclusion is there is something on the other side. The near-death experience shows us that death is not the end, that there is an existence, a life on the other side, we can count on. Now, some people that have lived a life that is not so good, they have not so good near-death experiences. So it shows us that our choices count, our lives matter, and consciousness continues even beyond what we consider that final breath. Welcome back. We're going to talk about the near-death experience from both perspectives, from my perspective and from my wife's perspective. You know, 
when I pose that question, just imagine if it was you having that experience that you were seeing for yourself, what it would be like to actually be in a different plane. You know, as spiritual teachers, we teach a lot about going into different states of consciousness and being able to uh, experience those things without having to be in a near-death experience to have that sensation. And I know that during many of our meditations where we've gone deep in consciousness, we've actually had those experiences with, uh, with God and angels and different beings that we've worked with. And we, we know that those planes exist and we know that we are in all those different planes all at the same time. And it's just a matter of where your awareness is and your consciousness will determine which, which you know, dimension you're in or which parallel you're in. So for for me, the near-death experience, we already experienced that in our meditations and with the things that we've done with uh, the different gods. And I know, for for example, in, in one of the uh, meditative states that we've been in, where we were in our angelic form and we were getting instructions from Archangel Michael, that was a different uh, experience that was uh, bigger than anything I've had experienced before. The light was just incredible and intense, and it was something that you don't forget. And when you come back from that, you're a different person. Also, it points to the fact that the soul can see, mm -hmm. that the soul doesn't really depend on the physical eyes. It doesn't depend on light coming into the eyes. It doesn't depend on necessarily brain function to be able to see because sometimes during their death experiences people don't have their eyes are closed mm -hmm. there's no light coming into the brain there's no light coming through the eyes as a matter of fact the, the brain never sees light mm -hmm. when light hits the retina it is transformed into an electrical signal which goes back through the optic nerve into the through the optic ties and then into the occipital area where it's transformed into a vision or an image well, that process doesn't happen in the near-death experience. That mm -hmm. process doesn't happen when you're dreaming. When you're dreaming, the vision is created by an aspect of the soul that gives you a, a direct vision. Mm -hmm. So the direct vision aspect of a near-death experience is very exciting to me because it shows that our life, our experiences, our intelligence, our consciousness, they all don't depend on the physical world. There's some other higher order of consciousness of awareness, of intelligence that comes directly through us, into us, from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed is that during those times of deep meditation, that the, everything's bigger and clearer, and it's like uh, HD on steroids. You know, it's just so, so very clear. HD on steroids, I like that. HD on steroids, because everything is just brighter and more beautiful and brilliant. Of course, we only can see certain levels of color here in this plane, but in that state, you see a lot more color. And I, I think that's what makes you remember the experience better. Speaking of remembering the experience, people have been recording near-death experiences for 25 centuries. Mm. That's how long we have records of near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, children have the same near-death experiences as adults. Near-death experiences are uh, consistent across cultures, mm -hmm. across time, across religions. I mean, religions may color it a little bit, 
but not very much. Mm -hmm. It shows that these experiences aren't something that the mind is making up. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's caused by a lack of oxygen. It shows that there's a higher order of reality that we can tap into when certain things happen in our bodies that result in a state that we call near death. I think with all the recorded experiences that have been documented over the years that people kind of get an idea that there is more to this reality than what we see. That there's more to life and death than just us living a life and dying. That the consciousness does continue on and that there's more to it. I think that we try to limit ourselves in, in, in keeping things small so that we can kind of control what we do here when we really have no control at all. When you, when you look at the concept of a near-death experience, let's just take, for example, that one aspect of the experience where somebody you know and love comes back and talks to you. Mm -hmm. Or the concept of a person seeing what's happening to their body from an objective perspective, watching your body be worked on, hearing conversations about your body as it's lying there, seeing people talking to you and about you from a perspective of standing in a corner while people are working on you. It's important to recognize that these experiences are real, mm -hmm. that hundreds of thousands of people have these experiences every year, and that we have record of millions of people having them. And then there are records of people that don't even report them mm -hmm. until years later. And so we have a, a rich treasure trove of experiences that point to something higher than us, something mm -hmm. that's beyond this dimension, something that the soul gifts us with if we're fortunate enough to come back from a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. You know, something you said about people uh, around in the room talking and that the person who's on the, the table or the bed can hear everything that's being said makes you kind of ponder you know, you got to be careful what you're saying around people who are near death because they can hear everything. And what if they come back and remember? And that has <laughs> happened. Yeah, that has happened. People report from near death experiences that they remember everything that is said around them. So it's, it shows us that the soul operating the senses of the body gives us the gift of being able to have experiences that we can take with us that change us, that make us better people, make us more altruistic, and also make us ultimately more conscious and aware that the soul can gift us a reality much richer, much greater than the mind can ever comprehend. And that is the essence of our work with the living soul.